Just a few questions. Do you know two men named Glenn Cedarstrom and Gavin McCormick? Yes, years ago. I knew them in college. Have you had any contact with either of them recently? No, none. I haven't seen or heard from them since college. Hargis opened his briefcase, pulled out a folder, and extracted one sheet from it. He handed Chris the sheet. Would you happen to know what this is about? The page was a printout of an email dated May 28, 2013. Glenn, I know we haven't seen each other in years, and I wonder if you even remember me. We were in field biology class together back in the mid-80s at UW. Anyway, it's been a while, and I'm hoping that you'll remember me well enough to take what I'm about to say seriously. Your life is in danger. So is mine, but I knew about it ahead of time, and I'm taking precautions. I know this will seem to make no sense, but it has to do with that field work we did up in the Cascades. I'm not sure I completely understand it myself yet, but I'm figuring out more and more. Most of it I wouldn't put in an email or in print at all because you never know who's reading. I found you through a Google search, and if I can, anyone can. You're the only one I've contacted yet, mostly because I remember you as being the most level-headed of all of our circle of friends. I'm going to try and find the others, Mary, Deirdre, Chris, Eliza, and Lewis, and I'd like your help. Reply to me and we can discuss it more, but we need to let everyone know soon about the danger. Please take this seriously. It's important. Your old friend, Gavin McCormick. Chris finished reading and looked up. The two FBI agents regarded him questioningly. Well, Hargis said, do you have any idea what this is about? Chris shook his head. I have no idea. What possible reason could there be that we're in danger? We were in class together almost 30 years ago, and as far as I know, haven't seen each other since. We were hoping you'd tell us. You see, Mr. Cedarstrom never responded to this email because he was already dead. It would have been a matter for local police if Cedarstrom's wife hadn't found this email when she was taking care of his personal things after he died. She informed the police, who tracked down Gavin McCormick, who worked as a pharmacist in Vancouver, Washington. Worked? As in past tense? Hargis nodded. McCormick didn't show up at work on the morning of June 2nd. That afternoon, the assistant and another store employee, who were personal friends of McCormick's, went over to his house and found him dead. At that point, we were called in and started to try to track down the others mentioned in the email. We got access to UW's records for the field biology class that Cedarstrom and McCormick had taken in 1983 and looked for the first names he mentioned. Three of them, Corelli, Michaels, and Ross, were still in the Pacific Northwest and were fairly easy to track down. Well, Chris said, are they all right? Corelli was an EPA lawyer. He had a stroke on June 11th. Michaels was a jazz pianist in Eugene, Oregon. She fell from a bridge on the 14th. She apparently had a history of mental health problems, and her death was ruled a suicide, until our investigation tied her to the rest of you. Deirdre Ross went missing on a hiking trip in the Olympics. Another hiker found her clothes on the morning of June 17th, dry and neatly folded, on a rock near the shore of Lake Quinault, as if she had gone in for a swim and never returned. She's still missing and presumed drowned. Chris stared at the two men. All within a month's time? Less, Hargis said. Cedarstrom was the first on May 26th. Ross disappeared before the 17th of June. Chris swallowed and looked down, staring at the magazine he'd been reading the previous night. It had already happened. I just didn't know about it. 
I was sitting there reading and all five of them were dead. Finally, he looked up. What about Eliza? Chris asked. We haven't been able to find her. We think she may have changed her name. And that leaves you, Droletsky said. I can't believe they're all gone, Chris said. The horror in his voice was unmistakable. Hargis's voice was calm but insistent. They were not the only ones in the field biology class that semester, were they? He leaned back in his chair, the faces of his long-ago classmates running through his head. He brought himself back to the present with an effort. No, I'd guess that there were about 25 people in the class, give or take. Do you have any idea why the seven of you were mentioned and none of the others in the class? Hargis asked. No, none at all. And those seven? Hargis shifted slightly in his seat. Do you know anything about their deaths, Mr. Franzia?